Wolverine is in the house. Wolverine, aka otherwise known as John. Which <laughs> if I will probably at some point during this thing refer to him as Wolverine Blades. So True. It will happen. Um but yeah, so here we go. Episode three. Talking about religion this week with our special guest john and as many of you know who come from my end in this wolverine blade so here you go epic face reveal for wolverine blades <laughs> big time face reveal big time face reveal what a handsome guy yes sir <laughs> beard, squad. beard squad i can't morning. that's right gang gang um i can't figure out how to, why can't what's wrong i can't log into my twitch again oh god here we go i know dude every every week every week, every week. It's okay though. What's up, spaceman? Hey, uh, we made it a week, and Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend is still alive. She is still alive. Yeah. Sorry, For now. sorry, spaceman. Uh, For now. We did confirm that uh, Gazelle—is is that her name? Gazelle Maxwell, whatever her name is, is still alive. Gisling. Gisling Maxwell. Or I don't know. Still alive. I just, I just watched a whole 60 Minutes interview on her, and they said her name a dozen times, so you'd think I would have retained that, but yeah. it's, been a, it's been a long day Space already. Space said he read, the, he read the headline wrong on that one. Oops. Yeah, we did a quick, we did a quick news. search. We did a quick search, and it turns out there was a fake obituary put out about her, um, hmm. but she is alive and kicking for now. Apparently, she has the Rona, so we'll see for how much longer she's alive. Okay. The, have you seen that actually reported that she actually has the Rona? No, that's why I said allegedly. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> allegedly has the Rona. I was going to say, because if she for real has the Corona, then all of this Pizzagate stuff that I've been watching all day. It's man, um, down a rabbit hole of Pizzagate. Dude, I'm in over my head, man. I'm in over my head. I, you know I love conspiracies and... This is a conspiracy. This is a deep one. It rules. And it goes deep. Tip, typically, I can find some flaws and start to point out some, you know, like, okay, that's that's a little far-fetched. But I haven't heard anything yet that doesn't make sense. I'm like, right. is this real? Like, or... It could be. And Epstein's at the center of all of it. Yeah. He was a big player in that. A huge player in that. Right. The the player, yeah, the, like he facilitated player. all of it. Yeah. The guy bought an island so he could have Bill Clinton and other very high profile names that right. it's been proven that they were there. And we all know what happened there. Mm -hmm. So guy gets arrested and commits suicide. And now his girlfriend's in jail. And it's like almost like almost like they don't want them to get to trial almost so they can start exposing this shit yeah yes indeed yes indeed oh my gosh yes look we're covering a little bit of the what's going on in the world right now so there will be a little bit of conspiracy talk and then we'll get into what our episode is actually about <laughs> i gotta get this shit off my chest all right so you guys just sit and listen to it <laughs> <laughs> just kidding we're gonna yeah, get into it we're gonna so yeah um let's see what else did we oh there's another thing that came out i guess that kind of ties in with the whole pizzagate thing uh apparently wayfair don't buy anything from wayfair because they are trafficking children like, what oh, the heck? yeah seventeen thousand dollar pillow 
Yeah, a ten, another, it, another ten thousand dollar pillow. Like why? When it first started, I was like, okay, there's no way. It's obviously got to be a typo. Yeah. Like, there's no way a company would be brazen enough to just openly do this shit, right? And I've been, again, down a lot of rabbit holes today. I watched a, like, three-minute video. It's like time after time after time after time again. It's like not a one-off situation at all. It's and insane. the more that I find out about this little conspiracy theory is that, like, they're so proud of it that they are mm -hmm. that brazen. Like, they are brazen enough to just openly sex traffic yeah children you can just order them online i'm telling you watch that instagram video i sent you dude yeah, that that later. thing that thing shook me well that's what started all of my rabbit hole that i've been down the last three hours of my life <laughs> just on reddit just, I'll do it to you. just shout out to ed nuts she sent me a couple videos too right. oh, variety to me you got just what you did. Yeah, when you quiet, don't have to shut the hell up. I'm not even talking that much. Alex is talking about these conspiracies. These conspiracies. He's been gone. He's been falling down today. Um, let's see what else is big. And it is, I personally didn't see too much like pop off this week. I mean, Kanye is running for president, so there you go. There's another third party candidate for you guys to vote for. I. Told you earlier, Ben, I would vote for Kanye before I'd vote for those two other fucks. Right. So yeah, we'll I, I'm not going to vote for Kanye. Let me make that I be clear. I need to check out um, the 17 vid, minute vid space, man. A busy week, all right? I will get to it. I will get to did it. You check um, no, he didn't because it's Darth. Damn, shots fired. Yeah, I know. They Chat knows. Chat knows I'm bad about what's, it. What's 17 minute video? He sent what's, me a. a a 17 minute long video that was basically the summary of that other two hour long video he wanted us to watch um but it got removed from youtube so this other 17 minute video is a summary of that i will i'll watch it i'll watch it what is with all these videos i'm, I'm telling you i i'm starting to drink the kool-aid maybe i'm just going crazy and maybe i'm just fatigued but uh on Reddit today, I pulled up a dozen videos trying to watch them, yeah. and they've all been removed for bullying or harassment. I'm like, who, what? Who is this bullying? Or it's, it's not like it's calling people out by name or like yeah, it's, it's something against to, something to LGBTQ. Yeah. I forget all that letters in that, but the alphabet. Yeah, not the hey again. If you're LGBTQ, I stand with you, but right. um, not picking on you. But I, I just don't understand how these. All these videos just go, they get they get taken down. It's because it doesn't fit the narrative, man. Yeah, how it goes. Thanks, Wolverine. I appreciate you. It makes me feel well, I mean, more seriously. Serious. No, I know. You look at CNN, Fox, whatever, it's like they come with their angle, but then as soon as anybody else wants to challenge either the right or the left, nope, we don't want to hear that go away. Right. Right. It's so crazy. It's, it's, uh, one of the videos I watched today was the guy, and again, if if Tom Hanks is a part of all of this, my heart is going to crush into a million tiny little pieces. My heart crack. But the guy that worked with Tom Hanks and is, is has was quote unquote privy to all of this information. The guy that released the initial video of saying that Tom Hanks was a pedophile and like naming a few other people, he committed suicide, quote unquote. He apparently jumped off a bridge 
in front of a truck underneath. And he posted a video two days before that explicitly saying that he was not feeling suicidal and that he was getting all these threats and he's like, they can try to kill me if they want, but I've got a, a dead man switch, which I didn't know what that was. Ben knew what it was when I said it. I don't know if John well, knows what I it knew is. It, but. I guess a dead man switch for me. So after you started explaining it, I was like, oh, that, that type of dead man switch. For me, dead man switch is like when somebody has an IED strapped to their body and if you shoot them and oh. they die, then they let go yep. of it and the bomb still goes off, which I guess is the same principle because he died and then the bomb that was all of the stuff on his computer went off. So it's the same principle, I guess. That's yep. Yeah, that's the premise behind it is if you kill me, people have information that will damn you. Um, Any, the information was a video, very cultish like situation of like these like five or six little girls probably like age seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. And like this weird, dark, like ceremonial type room. And like two of them are like facing a wall. And one is like filling up a bucket of water and bringing it to like this center, like fountain type looking thing. It's like a 20 second video apparently that he had recorded um, that was supposed to be the damning information. And it circulated on the news for a few weeks and then kind of went away hmm. or not even on the news on social media news isn't covering it nobody talks about it i didn't even know that guy had died well it's the same thing that john said a second ago it doesn't fit the narrative it's not it's, cool. it's not either about you know racism the elections or whatever else is going on right now so they're not going to cover it gotcha yeah so speaking of yeah speaking of it's crazy I think my what is it? I have to double check. My dad, my dad sent me the other day. He sent me something about Kanye, Kanye wanting to bring Wakanda to the United States if he becomes president. Let me look, let me look it up real fast. I was like, I didn't even watch it because I was like, this is ridiculous. This man's watching too many movies. Mission failed is really. It's uh, going ham right now. He's really curious <laughs> about this religion stuff. Well, We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Just. That's not gonna be too much longer. We just need to talk about what in the world's going on. Oh, you just all right. The yeah, so I I need to look into to that I guess a little bit more. But my dad sent me the thing that said Kanye is trying to bring Wakanda to, like the U.S. if he becomes president. And then my dad just sent me the waterfall fight scene from that movie. It was like, is this Kanye's idea of of a presidential debate? It was just two people fighting on top of a waterfall. <laughs> I would prefer that. Honestly, that would be a more entertaining debate than what they do now. Yeah. So where you get thirty seconds to answer a question that it takes like thirty minutes to unpack. Right. But, Bernie's just know, gonna yell at you the whole time. Let's just get those views up, baby. Let's get those ratings high. Yep. That's what the people want. We don't want information. We just want a show to watch. Spaceman, we're just gonna, I guess, cover religion as a whole. Probably mainly focused more on. I don't know the Christianity part of it because that's mainly my, my wheelhouse, through. Alex's wheelhouse, and John's wheelhouse. So, I've been waiting. I I uh, have a pretty encompassing. I've got a, a decently broad view, but my yeah, spaceman's hosting us. Thank you. So I don't know. Not too much going on in the world other than Corona's still kicking. Everybody's losing their minds about masks. The presidential stuff. The presidential stuff is 
the same. I haven't seen or heard anything. I don't know, going crazy about that. John, have you heard any? Have you seen anything this week that warrants discussion about the presidential debates or election? Honestly, I stay away from the news as much as possible. It's probably I knew I liked you. Probably not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would um, like every. Sorry, go ahead, John. I was just going to say. I mean. I mainly stay away from it because it's typically what they want you to hear, not what's yeah. really going on. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Amen. So, yeah. I would like the people to know that I have now deleted Google off of all of my devices and yeah. will exclusively Man, like, be using DuckDuckGo. You went down the rabbit hole and Google is Google's mentioned it in there. Doing I'm telling you. I feel like I'm a fairly intelligent person. And again, on most conspiracy theories, I can kind of, you know, parse out like, oh, this is, you know, not really buying into this. It's fun to think about, you know, like I really don't think cats came from aliens, but I think that's fun to think about. Um, But this one is just really bothering me, man. It's just really making, giving, and it, I have a preschool teacher background and to think that it's children involved at the center of it. I think that's why it, it just so it makes me freaking sick to my stomach yeah. dude like um it it haunts me right now that's all i can it's like i'm gonna focus on religion here for a little bit thank god to think about something else right. but so this I, is this one's making me it's giving me the heebie-jeebies. heebie-jeebies so yeah let's move on i think i'll start we'll start with uh with um oh john go ahead and uh introduce yourself and and give your give a little bit of background i guess and then um and we'll, we'll go with we'll run from there cool so i'm john aka wolverine blades for those people in the chat that uh, don't believe it and call me pastor gary <laughs> <laughs> so yeah background from a christian perspective is i didn't get saved and become a believer until after my daughter passed away in a car accident Oof. was raised in a home that claimed to be christian but never practiced anything mm-hmm. so we never like went to church or anything my exposure to Christianity growing up was from movies. So basically got introduced to Jesus through the robe. So it was kind of like, okay, who's this Jesus character? What's this all about? So didn't necessarily have a firm grasp on who he really was and why it was all important. But after my daughter was passed away in an accident back in 2003, started exploring going, okay, what exactly is going on? Who's this God character? Who's Jesus? What's all these other religions all about? And ended up coming to faith via Christian radio. There you go. Shortly after she passed away, about a year later. So sorry to hear that, man. Rough, God. I I obviously have never met you until right now, um, yeah. but I was curious about your um, how you came about or what your experience with religion is, and I mean that's a it's a tough way. That's a tough, way very to tough way to to get there. But that uh yeah. that story, um, I mean obviously feel horrible about the situation but the fact that you turned that horrible dark situation where a lot of people would go the complete opposite way um and brought you back around that's that's amazing man yeah yeah i mean certainly it's a a long story and what have you but it just to give a little more context it was 2003 two months after we moved into a new home Mm -hmm. and it was like okay how are we going to afford this me and my wife were both working well, she was injured in the car crash, couldn't work for a period of time, ended up not working. And I was like, okay, God, if you're real, prove it. Yeah. It's like, we have dire financial needs. 
to make house payments and I need to stay at home and take care of my wife. And he came through. And it was just a series of small miracles that was like, okay, <laughs> you are real. Yeah, well, yeah. At, at that point, you can't you can't deny it, you know, anymore. And yeah. You, a... you ask for proof, and the proof comes down. Oh yeah. How are you gonna deny it? How are you gonna try exactly. to that one away? It's a, yeah, people... a it's a Gideon moment. That's all mm -hmm. I was gonna say. Yep. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, because people come and tell me, "Oh, how can you believe it's just you know a crutch and this and that?" And I'm going, "I hear you. I used to say the same thing." Yeah. Until I had a personal experience, and then it was like, "There's no denying." Yeah. And how old were you when all this all went down? Wolfie Blades, like younger. Exposed. Younger, yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, obviously you weren't, you know, in your in your early 20s or anything like that. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. it was like 30s. Gotcha. Yeah, later in life. Yeah. yeah. All right. I know, Alex, you talked about it a little bit on your background, but go ahead and do the same thing. Um, that way we can just have a, a, a baseline for where everybody's coming from before we get into it. Yeah, so I was um, raised in a Christian household as well. Kind of a similar story. We uh, we like never really belonged to a church, you know, just kind of go here for a little bit, go there, never really members or anything. And um, eighth grade started going to a lot of like church events at a particular, it was a Church of Christ, kind of like a progressive Church of Christ. We could clap and worship and stuff, but no guitars or anything like that. And was a youth leader. Um, my senior year, my youth minister pulled me aside, said, hey, I really think you'd have a good career. Like, you're great with kids. I think you'd really do well as a youth minister. Um, about two months later, a political, not politics involved, but church politics played into him getting fired. Um, so that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, and you guys claim that, you know, it's Christian and forgiveness and, you know, all the things that you, you talk about every Sunday, you're not really living out with somebody that actually works for you. This kind of feels weird. Got to college, um, had never drank or smoke or anything and just kind of like cut loose. And then the recession hits, my dad loses his job. Uh, my family moves to Omaha, um, living here for six months, uh, his division shuts down. And so we had no money. My dad had just moved my family here to Omaha. And I'm like, you know what? If you're real, like, and you're doing this to us, I don't want anything to do with you. Like, I, I just don't. This doesn't feel good. Like, just kind of a succession of events. And uh, he just always kind of kept working on me, just always kind of kept pulling me back in ended up at a Bible school here in Omaha. Um, and he just, he brought me back, you know, just one little step at a time, kind of like what I was talking about earlier with the whole conspiracy thing. You know, I kept trying to poke holes. I kept trying to say, okay, well, you know, this is institutionalized. This is, you know, this can't be true. I'm going to find something, some way um, to discredit this. I was almost going to Bible school to become, try to become an atheist if I reflect on it, you know, um, but it didn't work that way. I mean, the more I kept reading and the more I kept really unpacking what the Bible says and, and how truthful it is and how beautifully it's written. Um, and then just, you know, time and time again, would find myself in these situations where I'm like, there's no way this can be fake. I, I just don't see a, a, a way that this has been indoctrinated for so long and so many people 
over the years have tried to disprove it and they just simply can't. You just, you can't do it. It hasn't been done. And it, a lot of people have tried very, very hard to do exactly that. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Non-denominational, I don't necessarily have an issue with a denomination or, you know, one thing over another. I think they all have their flaws because that's humanity. But um, end of the day, I'm, I'm bought in, man. I think the J-man was a, when I say the J-man, I mean Jesus. He was uh, a pretty funny guy, a, a wonderful poet, and I just enjoy reading what he had to say and what he did and trying to live my life that way. So that's that. All right. Well, my uh, my background, I guess, from the time I can remember, we we started out as Catholic because I remember going to Mass as a, I guess, you know, a four-year-old slash kindergartner, I guess that's the first time I remember going to Mass while we were living in Australia. And I went to Catholic school while we lived in Australia. I don't remember too much about, like, Catholic school, I guess. It wasn't, I don't remember there being a, a, a whole lot of religion in the curriculum, but we, I do remember going to Mass at least once a week. Um, and then we moved back to the to the States. I guess background on that is my dad's Australian, so that's why we lived there for a little while, for the for all, all of you that, that don't know. Um so then we moved back to the states. Uh, my dad uh, ended up meeting meeting some people and going to um, a pastor's conference over in in Hungary. Uh, and he was saved then and became one of the. After that, he became I don't remember exactly what uh, type of minister slash uh, preacher slash whatever role you want to call that in this rather large church. Uh, back in Arkansas, so then instead of being Catholic, we were Southern Baptist. Um, so I remember going to church um, in a Southern Baptist church for basically my entire life growing up uh, since we went to the states. So that was from elementary school all the way through. Um, and my dad became a actually ended up getting job offers from different places um, to be a to be the pastor at their church. So after Arkansas and after being in there for a little while, we moved to to Idaho and he was a the head he was a pastor at a small church in a small town in Idaho um and that's where I got saved um it's where I felt the tug and was saved up in Idaho and baptized um and all that and then from there we went back to Arkansas for a little bit and then we moved out to North Carolina and he was the head pastor at a at a decently sized church out there. And this is the point in my life where I started to doubt religion, I guess, as the construct itself, because we were at that church for two, three years. Um, and it turns out that there was a, a large majority of that church was, uh, they were members, at least the men, I guess, were members of the, the Masonic temple, which turned out um, I wasn't privy to a lot of, uh, a lot of, I guess, the ser the services he did when he he basically did a string of sermons and brought an expert in that exposed the Masonic Temple for being a, a cult, basically. So I wasn't privy to a lot of that, but it made a lot of people in the church very, very angry. Um, and there was... Uh, sorry, Dad, I know you're going to watch this on YouTube later because you're a good dad, but I'm going to expose some things. Um, yeah, apparently he ended up getting a lot of... Uh, 
uh, death threats and uh, threats against us, uh, his family, and so we got we got we basically just got the hell out of there. Um, and so when we moved back from from Arkansas to or back from North Carolina to Arkansas, we tried. Um, we went to church for maybe a month or two when we got back, but f- the majority of us, uh, my dad, my mom, me, and my uh, my sister. So I'm the oldest. My sister's the middle child. All of us kind of just fell out. We were like, nah, at this point, we're done with church. Uh, we're done with religion. My little brother, had, at that point, he was, I mean, he's only four years younger than me, so I don't know if he, like, understood all of it at that point. But uh, he he still he still went to church, and he still did things. He had friends that went to church. He ended up finding a group of friends that he went to church. And I guess his experience so far... Um, with religion and church has been good, which I'm happy for. But my experience has been been jaded. So at this point in my life, I through a couple of other experiences, which I'll get to later if we if we get to that point. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say that I, I I don't I don't not believe, but at this point I don't know like who to believe in. I guess so I would characterize myself i guess more of a an agnostic like yeah there's something or someone up there and there's also an uh a counterpart an evil counterpart if you will to that um just based off some experiences i had while we were in idaho um but yeah that's where i'm at so i'm basically my background is i'm a preacher's kid and you know i went through all of that and i've got all the knowledge that comes with being a preacher's kid but at this point in my life you know who knows that's where i'm at so very interesting i didn't know your dad was australian actually yes sir yes sir indeed so 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 currently you're of the belief that well like you just said you're an agnostic basically that there's something up there yeah like we all can't just be like my my thing is like we can't just be like you know floating through space with you know and and just exist like there's got to you know i feel like there's something out there that it's kind of constructed all of this and, and moving it in a direction, but you know what what I what I think that is at this point in my life I don't know. It could be God. It could be maybe it's a giant spaghetti monster. Who knows? <laughs> I, I don't think that one's that accurate. Was, that's, but, that's, that's, that's just <laughs> the other extreme for, for poops and chuckles. There's there's some higher power out there. Um, Eating that, has been upgraded by the host. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but there's there's some there's some higher power out there that's that's you know running things and whether it's god or or not that's that's still up for i have i guess debate in my mind so what are, what do you think about the bible then what are your views on the bible i my views on the bible is like it's i i don't take it literally i used to i used to while i was a preacher's kid take everything out of the bible verbatim and as I grew up and, you know, got to college and had, you know, higher learning or education, I'm just going to call it life experiences in my own brain developing. Um, I feel like there's some things within the Bible that you don't need to, that don't necessarily, you know, are, are verbatim. Um, some things, many of the things that Jesus said were parables. I feel like some things in, in the Old Testament could also be seen as, I wouldn't say parables, but... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Metaphors. Metaphors. Thank you. Yeah, something yep. like that. Um, I do. I mean, I do believe that there still are miraculous things that happen that we can't explain. 
Um, so some of those aspects, maybe more the miraculous things that happen in the Bible, could actually, like you know, could actually have happened and been a thing. But I don't take everything verbatim. For example, like you know, God could have created everything, you know, in seven days, like He said. But I don't know now more more than anything, I feel like He He got it started and then used um, He maybe used evolution to you know keep things going. Like He kick started it and then and then went from there. I'm still on the fence, I guess, about macroevolution, things like changing drastically. But I, I will, I'll, I'll believe and say that there's, you know, enough science to back up microevolution as things change, you know, change slowly over time. Well, I think, okay, so I'll take a step back from that before we get into evolution. And John, if you want to chime in, don't let me. Yeah, don't let us no, stop no. you. Yeah, don't. wait, no, wait, I'm waiting for you to go, Alex. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was going to say, don't let me dominate this conversation. I'm not known for being short-winded, if you can't already tell. So <laughs> We had a three-hour um, podcast because of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, oh, dang it. Now, okay, so what are your thoughts on Jesus then? I know Jesus is, like, I believe Jesus was a real person for sure. Um and I, I guess I would, you know, given my preacher's kid background and all of the things that I went through with that, I, I, I haven't seen any proof that he hasn't, like he didn't, you know, rise, rise from the dead three days later after his crucifixion. Uh, but yeah, he was definitely, you know, he was definitely a real person. There's enough history and, and multiple other sources to back up that he was alive, you know, at that time period and did the things that he did. Um, so I'm not saying that Jesus isn't real. But you know, you know, there's enough history elsewhere to to corroborate the Bible and 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 that Jesus was real. Well, if you think Jesus was real, Ben, that should. I know, but come on now. Things that I guess that I experienced after you know North Carolina, I was like, how maybe my experience isn't so much more that I disbelieve in God, but I I I. I don't want to say disbelieve religion, but I don't like the the construct of religion of somebody standing behind a pulpit or on a stage or a podium every week telling me how to live my life based on his interpretation of the Bible. I would rather subscribe to the fact that I maybe I read the Bible myself and interpret it, you know, how I feel led to interpret it, I guess. And, you know, maybe, you know, I read the Bible and, and the Holy Spirit tells me like, hey, you know, this is this is what I want you to get out of out of, you know, your readings. So I, I don't and, and I've seen enough like I will say without hesitation every time that I despise Southern Baptist and the Southern Baptist like construct every day. And I know there's p- good people out there that are our Southern Baptists. So if you are Southern Baptist in the chat and you take offense to this, I'm sorry. But based off my experience, Southern Baptists are the most hypocritical people on the face of the planet. Just based off in the, you know, the experiences I had in North Carolina. It was a Southern Baptist church and those people came to church on Sunday and you were all pious. And then during the week lived and hated like Satan. And part of that could have been due to the fact that the, the Masonic Temple was so ingrained in the in the a majority of the members of that church that you know it just you know seeped in everywhere. But a lot of a lot of the other Southern Baptists I've run into are kind of the same way. 
I I think it's probably less of a Southern Baptist problem and more of a people problem. You I know what I mean? Oh, and, and that's why I kind of prefaced it with like, there are people out there that are Southern Baptists that are good people and aren't like the majority of them. But, and I hate to say this, Ben, but based on everything that you've said, you're a Christian, dude. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm just a Christian that's fallen by the wayside because I didn't go back to Baptist church for the longest time. And while I was in boot camp, I went to Catholic mass. And if I've gone back, if I and the few times that I've gone back to church since all of that, I more often than not prefer to go to Catholic Mass. That's just me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking for a minute and let John have his words because <laughs> we're just talking over it. <laughs> and worries. So Darth, what I'd say to you is, you definitely are a Christian. Secondarily, I agree with you, Alex. It's a people problem. It's not a Southern Baptist problem. Every organization has issues. I think the biggest issue we have as a Christian faith is we have too many denominations. True. Who cares? At that point, we are the body of Christ. Didn't say, oh wait, we're Pentecostal. Oh no, we're Baptist. Who cares? Yeah. I understand that we have differences of opinion, but should it divide us? No. We're supposed to be out there being ambassadors. Matthew, hmm, what's Jesus' final thing? Oh, yeah, go and tell the world about me. Didn't right. say go tell the world about Southern Baptists. About religion. you know? Or, no, or... it's not about religion. It's about relationship. God yeah. wants a relationship with each person on the planet. Jesus died for everyone, not just Southern Baptists, not just Pentecostals, everyone. Just... Just the Catholics, John. No. Honestly, the Catholics I have the biggest issue with. Same. Because I think they've perverted a lot of the doctrines and unfortunately down through the centuries have held themselves in such high esteem. They've made tons of money. That, persecuted yeah, too many people. True. I guess the only reason based on I... their religious construct, which yeah. turns so many people away from Christ. Religion in general what, and Christ. What, what, what what I keep saying religion, but Christianity and Christ in general, yeah. I guess the only reason yeah, I no. chose Catholicism the most is because it was like, well, you just go talk to the priest, he'll forgive you, and you can live however you want. But that's that was, you know, that's at this that's the point of my life where I'm at. But like I said, but I haven't thing, been I haven't been back to church in, in years. But the thing is with the Catholics and the priests, nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to go to a priest. That's true. There's one mediator between God and man, that's Jesus Christ. That's true. Also, He's the one you pray to. Right. Also, he said, a man shall leave his mother and father and be joined with a woman. Yes, sir. Yeah. Where did it's when were we like, oh, well, priests. Oh, sorry, guys. That, right. that cuts you out of that yeah, part of yeah, the Bible. I don't know where sorry. They got that whole thing where you can't be married. I don't understand. We, you, you create an environment for pedophilia. Which is what has that's, happened. That's. Yeah. What do you think Most was going to happen? Now Alex is going to go down this rabbit hole again. Bring it back. No, 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 no. I'm Bring not it going back. back Bring we'll it back in. Get, we'll never get off of it. But <laughs> you you create that environment yeah. where you have the altar boys and oh, yeah. I don't. And it's not a good situation. I'm not saying like, oh, we should you know really just you know give the priests a, a break here. You know, it's a horrible situation. But you clearly have sexually pent up men who are frustrated. Yeah. And what I mean something like that is going to happen. It's Yep. Well, yeah, cuz the apostle Paul basically said, if you can be single, great. If not, get married. 
I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> paraphrasing, but I mean, that's basically essentially so what he said. That's what it boiled down to. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, you know what? I see, I see where you guys are coming from because I'll, I'll tell this story because um, this is one of the the biggest factors in that that keeps dr- bringing me back to to like that God is the ultimate, like the the higher power, not you know whatever else. So while we were living in Idaho, my dad was a pastor there. Um, you guys may boo, not you guys, but you know, chat may boohoo this. Um, then I, but it's, it's, there was a guy that, that came to the church consistently. And for the longest time he was fine. He was kind of a weird dude, but like, you know, he was fine or whatever. But then I, I, I remember like slowly through hearing conversations my dad had with his mom throughout the house or through my mom, not his mom. Um, through the house and, and, and seeing him come to church more and more, I was like, I kept getting this weird, like, vibe from him. And I was like, what? this dude was fine, but, like, what's going on now? Until one day, um, we had, we had I was I was in 8th grade going into ninth grade, I think. So I think it was the summer between 8th and ninth grade. Um, we Dad had, had put in place um, upstairs before uh, main church, um, upstairs in the sanctuary was like a, the adult Sunday school, and then downstairs was where the kids went for Sunday school. So I guess I, Dad thought I was old enough at that point, between eighth and ninth grade, to to stay upstairs and um, and come to the adult Sunday school. And on on the other side of that, I also ran all of the the AV stuff for the church. So I was the sound guy basically. Um, so I was I was sitting in in the big window of the church at the very back of the sanctuary so you walked in the front door of the sanctuary it was immediately in front of you stairs down to the basement where all the classrooms and the kitchen was and then upstairs the sanctuary it was a giant window on one side with the ledge and my mother being the being the worry wart that she is because i came out jaundiced as a baby made me sit in the window back there to get some vitamin d (laughs) so i'm perched up in the in the on the windowsill back there during sunday school and i start feeling it, it it was weird it's like it came down from above this like oppressive like force and i was like what the heck why does it feel like why does it feel heavy in here and, and i'm kind of just like thumbing through the bible reading some of like i guess i think at that point like my favorite passages and, and trying to follow along with what dad was was talk was teaching in, in the sunday school um and then all of a sudden this one guy the guy um just started like he get he got loud and was like yelling at dad and i was like what i looked up and i was like what the what the hell is his problem like what's what's he on about um and i guess i couldn't see him because i was at the back and everybody's backs were towards me and i looked up and he's going on and getting crazy um and my dad i guess saw something in his eyes and he he looked at him and then he looked at me and all he did he said downstairs and i was like what and he said you go downstairs right now and like the dude started like growling and going like bananas and like that combined with the weird like atmosphere in the air like i i it was hard for me to breathe i didn't know what was going on so i was like all right dad's dad's saying go downstairs so i I walked down the stairs it was me and i think one other one other girl that was my age and my mom was upstairs and so um she she grabbed me and the other girl and we got downstairs we got to the first landing so you go down the stairs landing and then a short couple of stairs to the basement and as soon as we got to the landing it's like that whole force just like like we got below it basically and i could actually breathe but at that moment i also felt like 
I was going to throw up. And I was like, what the hell was that? Like, what's going on? Why is this dude, like, growling and going crazy and, like, yelling at, at my dad and everything? So, you know, a few years down the road, after we, I think we got to North Carolina, my dad pulled me aside and goes, hey, remember that one time in Idaho when I told you to go downstairs? And I was like, yeah, I'll never forget that. That was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my life. He goes, that dude was possessed. And I was like, no, you're like, nah, nah, no way. Yeah, he, he, you sure he wasn't just like on drugs or something? And dad was like, no, that dude was legitimately possessed. And it turns out like he, I heard it, I guess later from my mom and other people that dad was literally in, in the freaking sanctuary, like, performing an exorcism basically on the dude i don't think he ended up exercising the demon um or whatever that possessed him but the guy ended up leaving and he was like circling the church in his car and stuff and some people uh some people would say yeah you know maybe the dude was on drugs or anything like that but uh based off the things that i felt and that whole vibe in the in the church at that moment i 100 percent believe that like i was like in the presence of somebody that was actually possessed and it was like a presence I will I don't ever want to feel again. And I, I get kind of the same feeling when I watch uh, possession movies. I'll watch them all day long because they're entertaining. But every time they get to the point where they get to the exorcism, I always get like super terrified. And I'll just sit there watching the movie, white knuckled and barely breathing because it's the same type of, of feeling that I felt when that whole situation happened and that's one of the things that will always anchor me into the point well well if demons are real like that you know i can't not i can't deny the existence of god at that point like you can't have one without the other my wife and i got into this conversation the other day but you can't have that happen and then on the same side be like nah god doesn't exist how is god not going to exist if you have some dude literally possessed in your church it was wild. It was a wild experience. I don't ever want to experience anything like that again. But there's a lot of interesting research on possessions and uh, trying to blame it or describe it as like mental illness or, you know. Somebody cracked out on meth or something like, I don't know. When you feel that feeling, though, it's a, it's one that you don't forget yeah that's for I'll, sure I'll never for, i'll never forget like that ever in my life because it was just weird and like chat saying temperature drop or poor ventilation like no nah, no nah, guys like the temperature dropped kind of a little bit because i definitely when we got down the stairs the temperature changed but poor ventilation was definitely not it like home dude was full-on like possessed and whatever my dad was saying up there fucking triggered the demon and out he fucking came it was terrifying and I was like, how, like, how old are you in ninth grade? Like 13, 14? Yeah. Yeah. Like 13, 14-year-old self was absolutely terrified. In college once, I messed around with the Ouija board, and I will never, ever, ever mm. do that ever again. Mm-mm. That was, that was, the you know, they say you have to get it to go to yes or to leave or whatever. Yeah. And... We, we, I don't know if they were, you know, moving the thing or whatever. I don't know your, you or John's uh, belief on paranormal stuff like that. I fully believe I lived in a, in a haunted house my entire 
well, not my entire time in Texas, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a negative energy. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I don't know how they stick around or they get a choice. I, I don't know how all that works and I'm not going to pretend like I do. Um, I've got thoughts we, on that, but John looks like he's, he's got some, yeah. he's got, he's yeah, got yeah, a yeah, whole yeah, string yeah. of thoughts after both of us. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 We, <laughs> We be well, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> I I could see it also. Uh, the wheels um, are turning. And he's ready to talk. Oh yeah. But yeah, we yeah, connect. Yeah. We connected with some sort of energy um, that was like spelling out murder and kill, and we were like, all right, we're gonna go now. And it just kept going to no. It would like fly to no, and it would just like six, 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 and then we'd be like, okay, we're gonna go now. And it would just fly to no, and it would be like murder, death, and I'll never. I'll never forget that. And that's the last time I will ever, you can call it a toy. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But nah. that was a lot. After that, I was like, if you guys do this again, don't even ask me to come. Cause I am out. I do not want to be around this. It's like you said, just like that heavy feeling like, and then like, you just want to puke. It's like, Oh my God, I don't know what's going on here, but this is not good. Yeah. All right, go ahead, John. I can see it. You, you got you got a whole string of things lined up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm the authority on it, but definitely have thoughts. Um, I'd actually go back to in the Bible, Genesis, at the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. where it's talking about the whole thing where God divided all the languages and the topic of all the people groups, right? And that there were essentially spiritual authorities appointed over each of the nations, and that I think essentially those folks rebelled, those spiritual beings. I also would go back to Genesis and perspective of Genesis chapter six, the first four verses, hmm, angels in, essentially intermarrying with men and creating the demons. So I think that's kind of where we get the source well, of these I evil spirits. As it were. about that. Honestly, I didn't even remember that passage. That that I'm telling you, man, that, that's my hobby. So watching <laughs> Twitch yeah. and researching end times, that's, that's my deal. Yeah, um, I mean, end times is good. Sorry to interrupt one last time before no. I let you finish, but like the end times is, is a big, is the thing that was my favorite book in the Bible when when I was super into it was was Revelation. I read that book four or five times. Yeah, the short version is I believe we're living in those times personally. Yeah, yep, one hundred percent. It's getting worse and worse, and it's more and yeah. more of that is is starting to come to pass. Agreed, and I think that Revelation essentially gives more information from Old Testament sources like Daniel and mm-hmm. Zechariah, Joel, etc. To me, it's like Jesus was giving a, a discourse of, okay, you read these other passages. Let me give you more information. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of what Alex was talking about, the whole thing of the Ouija board and all that, definitely think it's real. Definitely think it's bad. Mm-hmm. I think Ephesians 6 kind of counteracts that with whole, putting on the whole armor of God and basically staying away from that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think from the perspective of it being real, I think they're there because they were invited. People yeah. were looking to contact those in- entities, so they came. Yeah, which I, is, think, I agree. Yeah, it's don't mess with it. You can't. Like, I, 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 I do believe that. Like, you're, they're not going to mess with you unless you, you know, some way or other, invite them in and, and the con- contact them in in some manner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the other things I, I also believe though is like paranormal happenings, maybe like spirits or ghosts. I, I I'll believe in that because I think there's enough evidence around that. I don't know if it's actual spirits or ghosts, or maybe if it's you know demons on the other side disguising disguising themselves. Mm-hmm. But um, but there's I think there's enough evidence around that also there's good good spirits and maybe it's angels 
disguising themselves as relatives or maybe it's actually relatives and somehow they you know you can still communicate with relatives at some point but i think well so the bible does talk about people entertaining strangers inviting them into their homes and whatever because you may never know you may be inviting an angel in right Yep, I don't know. There's, it, 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 there's, uh, that could, that whole, like, the whole paranormal thing could be, I'd, that'll be a whole nother, like, topic. I'll talk about that for a while, but. I had never thought about it that way, John. The whole inviting an angel, uh, that makes, that honestly makes a lot of sense to me because the way that I, so I don't know, again, like mediums and stuff like that, um, but our house in Texas, like, my dad, who is the most staunch, like, Iowa farm boy like I don't believe that crap like ghosts are fake you know um, by the time we left that house there had been enough occurrences to where even he we call her Jenny and uh, my mom actually worked for a principal that uh, said he was a medium but he would never read her because he was her boss you know blah 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 and uh, they had his retirement party and my mom was like please you gotta just please just do a reading on me, like, let me know. And, uh, he claimed that my mom had a miscarriage in between me and my sister that's closest in age to me. Uh, it wasn't like a long-term miscarriage. It was like a month. So never really, she wouldn't, it was never even like really showing or anything, but then she started having dreams of this little girl that she would swear was, the daughter that she never got to have. He claimed that that was the entity that follows my family because she wants to be a part of the family. She wants to, and it'd be like weird. Like there was one night we were all sitting in the kitchen and me and all my siblings were sitting there just laughing, having a good time. And my sister just like, looked like she had seen a ghost. My youngest sister, she was like, I just saw a face like in the corner that looked a lot like the girl that mom used to talk about that she would see in her dreams all the time. Like, so I don't know how that works. And she said it was almost like a smoky figure, like, but she just like saw her face just enough to make out that it was the, it was a female, it was a younger female that again, my mom claims that she had dreams about all the time. And that's the entity that I believe follows my family around because weird stuff will happen. All she loves to hide stuff. I don't know why, like girls, she'll, girls playing games she'll like hide somebody's keys there's a time where my buddy woke up at like 6 45 to leave my house and he would always put his phone keys and wallet in his hat right when he would stay the night and he'd sleep on the couch downstairs in the basement and he wakes up at 6 45 to go to work and my dad wakes me up he's like or he wakes me up first and says hey have you seen my keys i'm like nope they're probably in your hat and that's where they always are. He's like, well, yeah, I know, but they're not in there. I'm like, sorry, man, I can't help you. It's 6.45. I'm going back to sleep. About 10 minutes later, my dad comes up. He's like, have you seen Greg's keys? I'm like, no, I just told Greg, I don't know where his keys are. And he's like, you didn't move his car? I'm like, no. About 10 minutes later, he wakes me up again. Are you sure you haven't seen Greg's keys? I'm like, all right, I'll get up and help you guys look for the keys. Walk downstairs. First thing I see is his keys hanging on the elliptical machine in my basement. I'm like, these idiots, like they're right here. So I walk up and I'm like, are these the keys you guys are looking for? They're on a lanyard. And they're both like, where did you find that? I'm like, it was hanging right on the elliptical machine. 
Like we've been tearing up that basement for 45 minutes. There's no way those keys were on that elliptical machine. The story gets even stranger because my mom was up about five, five thirty, working out on that exact elliptical machine. And if she would have been working out, those keys would have been jingle jangling all over the place. So somehow between five thirty and six forty-five, those keys got on the elliptical machine. Only way that I can think is like Greg slept walk, but he is like dead to the world when he sleeps. And we weren't even, we were 20 at the time. So we weren't drinking at all. Like it's not like he was like in a drunken state. We were sober as birds. And like I said, somehow from five thirty to six forty-five, those keys made their way over onto the elliptical machine. And I just don't have a good reasoning as to why, um, why that would have happened other than something moved in there. And I don't know what that something is other than Jenny. Cause she loves doing things. We call her Jenny. Um, she loves like that is it fits. She loves lights. She likes to flick her lights all the time. We'll be like sitting around talking about her and like a light will flip and we're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Jenny's here. Anyway. Yeah, don't don't have an answer to that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I and that's always something that has like resounded with me. I'm like, okay, well, how does that work with the Bible? You know, as like a Christian, because you're really not supposed to engage with that sort of stuff. But inviting someone into your home that could be a little angel. And again, I don't know how it works if like they get to choose to hang out or you know watch over you or if you know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know how it all works. I mean, the way the Bible talks about it is to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. So I, I don't know that there's that conduit per se for them to travel freely between, let's say, heaven and earth. But at the same time, you go back to the Old Testament in Samuel, where Saul basically reaches out to the witch at Endor and says, "Hey, bring up for me Samuel," and he shows up, and the witch freaks out, like, "Oh, buddy!" Yeah. She was expecting, I'm sure, to find some other entity to show up instead, but she freaks out when Samuel shows up, and she, "Hey, you must be King Saul. Why are you trying to trick me and get me killed?" Right. So, I mean, I don't know. Clearly, there's cases of it happening, there's, but I don't know. If yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I think there's got to be something with that because. I don't well, know. There's too many stories. I don't know stories. Some of them, which some of which are, are total fabrications, but there's other things like, uh, for example, the Long Island Medi- Medium. I don't know if you guys watched any of her stuff. Uh, oh Ch- yeah, I was gonna talk about that. Yep. She she knows things when she does readings on people that you know nobody else would know and nobody in their right mind you know should know. So and, and you know her background is is that she it's, it's a gift I guess that's been passed down through her family and when she was younger she could see she could see the spirits that's what she calls them she calls them well and most mediums call it spirit um, but you, you know she could see them and, and it freaked her out as a child so she what she did was ask them to not show themselves she still hear their voices but she doesn't want to see them and and she used to hear both sides the good and the and the bad and she as she got older she suppressed hearing the bad because she didn't she didn't want to you know entertain um and that side and, and it would just rather bring closure and help people so I don't, I don't know i don't think she's faking i mean that's that's me personally i don't think she's faking it but i don't know it's 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 weird. She's, she's likely not faking it but i think the source where she's getting information is from let's just say the evil side because i mean you think about demons i mean they're essentially immortal beings right i mean they're just basically hanging around because essentially they're confined here to the earth so i mean demons hanging around being able to 
glean information. You know, it's not like it's just one or two. I mean, I've got to so imagine there's legions of them. Yeah, well, like that one so, thing I mean, that said in, in oh, what was it? I don't know. It's, I think it comes up a couple times in a couple of the apostles' books where that demon encounters Jesus and he said, I am legion. So, Yep. There, did you see the ABC reporter that set out to debunk her? Yeah, he talked about this last time, and he ended up they ended up talking about a cameraman's family instead of her reading the the reporter. And the neurology behind it. Yeah. That, so all of the sides of your brain that are supposed to be active when you're awake, and then all the sides of your brain that are supposed to be active when you're asleep. When she goes into that reading stage, all of her awake parts shut down, and all of her asleep parts like light up I'm like that's that's why I, I would did not believe in her at all i i watched the show i thought it was fun to watch you know but i thought she was full of it but after that i was like man that's pretty strange I, yeah, I, pers I personally think it's real i think it's unfortunately profiting off of dealing with evil spirits honestly mm -hmm. and i go go back to the bible again where paul basically exercises a demon right. from a gal that was chasing him around proclaiming that oh these guys are talking about the god most high listen to him and he finally turns around one day and says you out and then the people that were her masters get all ticked off at him because they've lost their profits right. for her by her not being able to make money by prophesying on people's lives mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's that part to it i don't know maybe just the good part of me decides that i would rather I'd rather believe it. I guess it wasn't demons, and maybe there is some small aspect on the good side of things that still allows people to talk to, you know, departed family members or something like that. Maybe we won't I don't know. know. We will. Maybe yeah. we, we all we all won't know for sure until it all comes crashing down around our ears and we stand before God, and then maybe we'll get all the answers then. I think the beautiful part is we won't need the answers. It'll just somehow just like. It'll just like, be there. Oh man, I yeah. okay, yeah, this makes sense now. I understand. We do have one question in chat. I know Wolverine you answered it from Mission Failed and Alex you did as well, but uh he goes, I gotta ask, how does the Christian religion explain science? So I, I you answered it in chat, but I, go ahead and elaborate more, uh John. So I, I personally think that the two don't have to be opposed to one another. There's nothing wrong with Christians and scientists working together. I do think we've got to be careful as to which science we subscribe to. I don't necessarily believe everything the scientists come up with, because unfortunately, there's a fair amount of science paid for by corporations to yep. come to a predetermined answer as to what that right answer is. That was a good podcast I, mean, I listened to on Joe Rogan. <laughs> You know, I mean, I do think, though, that it's real. I think science is fine. I see nothing wrong with science as long as you're truly adhering to the scientific method, not trying right. to rig it to come up with the outcome you want to promote some sort of an agenda. Yeah, I can tell you, if you, if you, if you take it as, as strictly just the, the physical science and, and, and trying to explain how the world itself works through science, then... Yeah. And yeah, which is, uh, which is why I'll... And we'll get into the, this a little bit more uh well not more but i'll dive back into it which is why i think that some like that evolution like there's enough science behind it i think based purely on actual science that that would substantiate that to some degree evolution is a thing and it does work that's just me yeah like john i don't think you have to throw out one you know to to keep the other, I think they can work together, but you're, you're seeing it now in modern day science where it, 
like the Marlboro companies, the scientists that were hired to study, you know, lung cancer. Oh, smoking doesn't cause cancer. No way. No chance. Nope. Nope. Look at all this data. Look at all. Nope. Yeah. No chance. It's skewed data, obviously. I mean, you can. They took the niche you, of people that never got lung cancer from smoking. We're like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. And then coincidentally, all of those same scientists that were hired for Marvel are a lot of the same companies hired to study climate change right now. And it's like, y'all, again, man screws it all up all the time. It's, it's a man problem, not a science problem. But if you're truly trying to harness information from science, there's nothing wrong with that at all. If you're trying to use science to fit a narrative, there's a huge problem with that because that's not science. We, we live in a world now where it's like, oh, well, this doesn't line up with uh, the science we've had in the past. So can't be true. It's like, when do we stop asking questions? Like, when do we stop trying to keep progressing and get in line with, with the foundational truths? And that's when there's a narrative involved. So I, I think, again, the two can work together. That's somewhat of a, of a vague, like, question. I, I understand the, the concept behind it, but to go any more in depth than that, I think we would need, like, a particular, you know, like evolution or, you yeah, know, a particular subject within science and how that can work with religion. religion right. There's, there's a, a paper I wrote when I was going to school, I forget how many, it was about science and Christianity working together. And like back in the biblical times when that scripture was written, people kind of thought like, Oh, the earth sat on like a giant turtle shell or like, you know, there's a lot of different things. And there's, there's literature in the Bible that speaks to the effect, the effect that the earth is actually a, a sphere and it's actually kind of like floating in space. There was a lot of things that were written in those times where those apostles or, or that writer would have had no idea how it actually worked. And when you start looking back, it's like, dang it, they were right. Like, that's pretty amazing. They kind of almost as if it was some sort of divine intervention, you know? <laughs> Weird. Right. Almost like the guy who created it all was kind of influencing these people on what they wrote. Right. Weird. And I don't even like using the term guy because I don't. It's another thing like God is a woman, God's a male. That's I don't know if it. I don't think you you could define a gender to to God. Jesus, sure, because you know he was a man and he was there. But I don't know God. Can you? Well, and they. I mean, I think do, in the Bible they do. They do reference him obviously as God the Father and right. Yahweh, and the first symbol was the X, which you know all of that. But I, I think once you get to that point again you shed your earthly being and yeah, you know at that point are you even it's more of a spirit concept i would say like you know i don't really think it matters male female you know whatever the case may be i, at that I point, think that's a it's, it's a trivial question semantics at that point i think yeah god is a black woman um yeah god is a being without gender, gender there you yeah. go again the and John might be a John are is you, the subject matter expert on all things are you Bible a, related. Are you a I pastor? Would say that. Are you no, a pastor, John? I, no, I had gone to seminary for a little bit of time, but then backed out after I think a semester. Gotcha. 
Your uh, knowledge of the Bible is very impressive. Yeah, it's extremely. That oh, was the type of knowledge that I used to have when I was a preacher's kid and then have since data dumped a lot of it, I guess. But, well, I read daily, and like I said, my hobby beyond Twitch is end time, so yeah. try and stay abreast of what's going on. <laughs> Pastor Gary. You've now been affectionately, <laughs> affectionately named Pastor Gary. <laughs> One thing that I was going to bring up earlier when we were talking about denominations that I just want to touch on really quick is I always find it coincidental when, you know, like Catholic church, this church, that church, oh, we're right. No, we're right. No, we're right. Well, when Jesus came around, he didn't necessarily start going to the churches and saying, hey, guys, let's uh, rub some elbows here. And let me, you know, let me talk to all these high powering church officials. He, He washed the feet of a prostitute. You know, he they brought to him the woman who had committed adultery and threw some scripture at him from the old Testament that says, Hey, we got a stoner. And then so beautifully, he's like, yeah, whoever, whoever any has, of you without sin. Yeah. You, I've, I'm going to butcher it, but whoever's without sin, let them be the one to cast the first stone. And then they were all kind of sitting around looking at each like, dang it. Yeah. Did it again. Checkmate. Dang. We can't get this guy. Yeah. Son of a gun. So, yeah, I mean, Jesus was the ultimate counterculture guy of his day. True. Absolutely. He threw, he threw a lot of stones at the Pharisees and Sadducees. Gee, I wonder why. Because they built religious systems that glorified man and his rules over God and his. This is why mm-hmm. he rolled up into the temple and started flipping tables because all they were doing was making mm-hmm. money. He said, what the hell is yeah. this? This ain't what God wanted. Pia! And just like flipped everything. Yeah. Well, not only that, but it was him a- with a rope, too. Didn't he like knot up a rope and start whooping ass? Mm-hmm. He, they were, it was also a skewed system. They had like, so back then they would weigh everything out, you know, right. and then, but all of those weight Scales systems were, were all rigged. Yeah, they were all rigged. So the people were paying more and it was turning into like this crazy concept. And you want to piss, you want to piss Jesus off quick. That's use the church to a uh, profit or, you know, uh, the man's righteous anger. Yeah. To go mm-hmm. directly against what the book tells you to do. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, I love, the, I love it when people say, well, Jesus never got angry. And it's like, really? Remember that time that he went in there and flipped tables mm-hmm. and, and beat some butt? Like, he got angry, but it was the right type. of It was righteous anger. Like, it was warranted. Like, he, they had perverted what was originally set up, which has happened now. Like we said earlier, the Catholic Church has perverted religion into a, into a money-making scheme and... And then that's I mean, think why. about it, though. But think about what Jesus did, right? So, I mean, it wasn't just the turning over tables and saying, hey, you're corrupting the system. What did he do? He picked out 12 guys. Right. One of them, which he knew was going to betray him, but he picked out 12 guys and hung around with them and taught them. And then all the other disciples that came along. He didn't say, hey, I've come here to set up a church. Yeah. Let's get a building. Let's get a fund. Let's start, you know, fundraising. No, he was and- teaching and he picked out the tax man, one of the most hated people yeah. in town, a couple fishermen. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he didn't go to the church and start saying, oh, who's, uh, who's in charge around here? Yeah, you come with me and, uh, oh, you're a little low on the list. So let's bring, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, you're high enough. Yeah. Let's, he let's went go. And found he basic, basically just the common folk. Yeah. And, and, and went that way. And I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe the world would be in a better spot if we had just continued that type of model instead of having religions come about and 
perverse everything, which is, I mean, the, the Catholic Church perverse their thing, which is why Martin Luther splintered and, and, and created Lutheranism. And then everybody had slight discrepancies with that, and we splintered off into other forms of Protestantism, and now here we are. Yeah, sure. Just jump back, jump back to the science thing for a second. One of the things I wanted to throw out there was how science and faith work together. Yep. Go look at the Shroud of Turin, the research that's done on that. Personally, that's physical evidence. Right. I mean, it's science. It's yeah. A bunch of scientists going in and performing a bunch of tests on this cloth that was Jesus's burial shroud, I believe. Right. It's like, go read and research and watch anything that's true documentary evidence on that, and you see science and faith working together. Right. To me, it's like no other conclusion you can draw that that was his. Right. Right. Which is that's is that's crazy. what converted my mom to Christianity was the Shroud of Turin and all of that research it. that had been done on it because she mm -hmm. she was kind of the same way like i believe it and you know kind of yeah, agnostic sure. views yeah and then did research on that her being a scientific person herself and she's like well okay i mean it kind of speaks for itself here yeah it's cold hard proof so that and uh my i, I saw you talking about your favorite verse earlier john and my favorite, well, my favorite verse is probably God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's one of my favorites. I mean, that's right there. Greatest of these is love is another one. And that, and when the disciples are all sitting around and they're all like, okay, but who's the best disciple? Like, like you, you can, you can see it like a bunch of dudes sitting around. They're like, all right, okay. Well, truth time. Like who's the best one? Like you got to have a favorite. Right. And he picks up the child and he's like, if you want to get into heaven, this is what you got to be like. You know, you got to be childlike. I'm like, I'm a big four-year-old at heart and I love people and I try to not be proud and I try to be humble. So I'm like, that kind of summarizes it up right there for me. That's really all I need. Yeah, this is why I like the the golden rule, you know, basically paraphrasing, treat others how you want to be treated, basically. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why I like, you know, when we talked about Elijah the other week where he was like, hey, you know, everybody... Everybody loves everybody, at least in our little group. He's like, that's pretty cool. And I was just like, if, if you know, if kids can get it and, and most adults who, you know, aren't assholes can get it, why can't the rest of the world just, just you know, get it? Why have we got to be a bunch of dickbags to everybody? Which I'm not saying I'm not. Trust me, I can be, I can be a huge, God, you know. Almost as if, Ben almost as if we were flawed from the start yeah almost as if <laughs> i know right. almost as if anything that man inherently touches they'll screw it up you know Gee, genesis chapter three <laughs> adam and eve in the garden right yeah oh, i'm gonna give you the whole place oh by the way don't touch that oh he said hey, okay he said, he said touch all of the things we're doing that <laughs> and then yeah. here we go and then God comes back and right away, Adam's like, it was Eve's fault. It was Eve. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> woman, woman, she did it. She forced me with her boobs that I now recognize as things that I didn't know before. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's like, oh, how, how do you know you're naked? Like, he knew. Imagine all that, trying yeah. to trick God because he put on some leaves. Hey, what are you guys wearing leaves for? Yeah. <laughs> We're just trying something new. I didn't want to she did it. It was her. It was her. <laughs> I just imagine Adam looking at God and be like, do you know this was out the whole time? 
are you doing? I was like, yes, yeah, it's, it's fine. D don't worry about it. I was like, bro. <laughs> God's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Y'all done ate some fruit over there. Yeah, and what I like about that verse, too, is it's also the first promise of a deliverer fixing everything. Yeah. John's over here unlocking yep. deep memories that I totally forgot I had. <laughs> John said, hey, here's the key. And my brain's like, what? what's going on, man? Tidal wave of knowledge and memories are coming back. I can't believe your dad had a possessed guy in his church. No, that was the craziest thing ever. And I... I watch possession movies all the time because they're entertaining, but every time we get to that point, I'm like, God, nah. <laughs> like, what was that movie? Uh, was it The Exorcism of Emily Rose? Yep. That movie took me like a week. I took a week to watch that movie because I would get to the point, like the first point where they shit started hitting the fan, and I was like, absolutely not. And I'd shut it <laughs> off, and then I'd, I'd, I'd get back, and I'd start it over, and I'd get past that point, and then it, like shit had hit the fan more, and I was like, absolutely not. And I'd shut it off. And it took me it took me like a whole week to watch that. And my dad also thought it was really funny after we moved back to Arkansas when I was in the end of high school. To to I came home from work one day and he was like, Hey, 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 come here, sit down. And I was like, What's up? He's like, Hey, everybody's going to bed because you know we've been up all day. But uh, we also rented The Exorcist and everybody already watched it. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna sit in the dark living room because everybody's going to sleep. So don't turn any lights on. And you're gonna watch The Exorcist. And I was like. What? No, no, I'm not. I'm going to bed. I just got off work. He's like, no, no, sit down and watch The Exorcist. And I was like, he's like, it's a classic. It's so good. And I was like, fuck, fine. And I sat down and I went to bed and had the worst dreams of my life. Because <laughs> that movie, the special effects in that movie for being, a, what was it, the 70s? Was it the 70s? Mm -hmm. Late 70s when that movie came out. How, how they did that, I was like, what in the f No, no, thank you. No, thank you. Um... Mission failed. If you say Arkansas one more time, I'm driving to where the fuck do you live? Ontario or some shit. I'm gonna <laughs> come up there and slap you in the mouth. Canadian. Oh man. Uh, what was another one like that that freaked me out? Oh, um, was it the movie called Deliver Us from Evil, where it's about the Boston cop that was like investigating the string of crimes, and it turns out at the end of it, it was a dude that was possessed. Uh, I, don't I don't think I ever saw that one. I don't one. remember that one. I see that one either. It's oh, it's I, I want to say deliver us from evil or something like that. But like the whole premise is the cop is investigating these crimes, but there's like these coins, like left around. I think I've only watched it once. But the end exorcism scene, like they're in an interrogation room at the precinct, and that one that was an intense exorcism scene. That that was crazy. That one was another. It's a good one. Now I'm going into possession movies. What's another? Uh, the one with uh, Anthony Hopkins. You guys seen that one? Um, I don't think so. I'm gonna look it up now because nope. I can't remember it. He's like it's it's he's um it's obviously most of them are based around you know a Catholic priest being the one to do exorcisms because apparently they have an exclusive right to that. Uh, Emily Rose was a scary one. That oh, was... that's what it called. That's what it called. It's called um. It's called uh, The Right. It's from 2011. Um, and I don't want to give any spoilers away because it's a really good movie. So if you haven't watched that movie, do yourself a favor and watch that one. It's called The Right. I think I think you kind of already spoiled it. Well, I mean, <laughs> kind of, but I, I don't know. I'll give it away. It's, I didn't say this one with Anthony Hopkins in this position. Yeah, there's possession in it, and, and Anthony Hopkins is the big actor that's in that movie. But watch that one. That one has – that one – 
that one's pretty realistic too i think in how how possessions and exorcisms happen i get that one's that one that one was hard for me to stomach too to get through just because i've been through that type of shit or as close to it as possible well we've been what an hour we're working on an hour and just past 15 gotcha we got softball at 8 30 all right yeah. joy I'm, gonna try and, I'm so tired try and wrap it up because much of the feedback i have gotten is three hours is too long <laughs> don't you know who we're joe not, rogan is we're not joe rogan level podcasters yet we can't we can't yes. be doing we can't be doing a three-hour podcast my dad was like i mean it was good but three hours is a lot to get through in one sitting and i was like i'm sorry you don't do anything else at work and go home. I thought you could sit through three hours of podcast. I like that your dad listens. That's cool. Yeah, I sent I sent the links to my whole family in our uh, in our um, our group chat, and I was like, "Do me a favor and like go watch the damn thing." So we got good feedback on it, or I did, and I passed it along. But I don't know. Um, I guess what what we usually try to do is turn it over to chat here at the end and see if they've got anything left left for us. Um, Combo's trolling as normal. <laughs> that never happens. Yeah, when, that, when does that not happen? Um... Just just keep in mind, all of you followers, that we will forever hold you in our hearts as the OG followers. Very true. We'll, we'll have to feature you on a podcast each or something like that. I don't know. Eventually. Eventually we'll get to a point where we bring in some of the OGs. Um. But has anybody else got anything, questions, uh, religion-based, anything for Pastor Gary? <laughs> I could tell another paranormal story. The last... Oh, we're going to get it... Oh, God. Go ahead. The, <laughs> the last night that we were in my house in Texas, um, we had a bunch of people over, and it was like our going-away party. Like, family's literally moving the next day. And, like, the last two weeks leading up to us leaving... Jenny again is what we call her was hissed. She was like at more active than ever. Like literally every day something was happening where we were like, what in the world is going on? Like she is not happy. And we're sitting in the living room and a couple of our friends that like didn't spend a whole lot of time at our house were like talking about it. And they're like, you guys are full of it. Like there's no way there's a ghost here. Like ghosts aren't real, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we had this cabinet in our kitchen that was like built in where the TV sat and the doors to the cabinet were always open. Uh, they were never shut. And we're sitting there and I'm like, all right, Jenny, like this is your last chance, you know, last night, if, if you want to prove to these guys that you're real. And one of those cabinet doors just and shuts and everybody's kind of like freaked out and we're all sitting there and it's quiet. And from this like little back room, that we had we just heard like a like a dragging just like a like something was being drug and we were like what was that and we had a deep freezer in the back room that always again sat up flush against the wall no reason for it to not be flush against the wall still had a bunch of meat in it actually my parents hadn't cleaned it out or anything because we were moving and obviously they wanted to keep it frozen overnight blah 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 that freaking deep freezer had moved like six inches away from the wall. And I was literally like going to bed night guys. It's been real. It's been fun. I'm going to bed. I'm done. I'm leaving tomorrow morning and uh, we're done here. Yikes. 
and we went back about three months later. My parents were renting the house. They didn't sell it. We went back about three months later and the guy, uh, we were picking up some boxes that didn't fit into the moving van and my dad and I go and uh, the guy's like kind of chatting to us and we could tell he like wanted to ask us something. He was kind of like following us around, you know, like kind of just BSing and he's like, you know, I know this is going to sound like super crazy. Um, but did you guys ever have anything like weird happen to you while you were here? Like <laughs> we hear people walking upstairs all the time when we're all downstairs or like, I'll be in my, I'll be home alone and my wife's at work and my kids are at school and I'll just hear somebody walking around upstairs. Like did anything weird ever happen to you guys? And the guy was in a rent to own situation with my dad. And I turned around to be like, boy, do I got some stories to tell you. And my dad was standing behind the guy and he was like, don't say anything. I'm like, nope, weird. Not nothing, nothing weird ever happened. Can't imagine anything like that ever happening in this house. So it justified, it made me feel a little bit more sane that we weren't the only ones that had weird stuff happen to us there. So, all right. Um, that was a bonus bonus paranormal activity story for you, Chad. Anything else before? <laughs> yeah, there you before go. We, before we head out, uh, any other religion questions uh, directed at any of us, or anything else you guys you guys want to know? Spaceman, I saw your comment. We'll we'll get you on uh, at one point, whether it's about paranormal things or, or 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 the Muslim faith or anything like that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Ed nuts couldn't make it tonight, but I was texting her earlier about all this pedophilia stuff, and she's like we could have a podcast because she that is gonna be into it long ass podcast it's gonna be a very uncomfortable podcast i know um i'm telling you i'm just so glad that i got my mind off of it for a little bit because it was eating me alive like it was really bothering me and i'm not gonna start talking about it again yeah the only thing we've got i guess for chad is mission failed slash combo says this is the first podcast where alex has been out bearded I'll concede that. Yes. yes. I'll concede that. I did notice when, when John, when you first came on, you had a little a little tail kind of at the back here. It's that, yeah. that quarantine haircut hasn't. I'm telling you. <laughs> we're rocking Time out for the, one. Walking out the quarantine, the quarantine yes. style. Can't do it, man. I wouldn't do Can't it. Arizona's do it. crazy right now. Not risking the Rona. Yeah. Um, talk about all those deep state and all those theories all right space man Ed i'm nuts, telling we'll you right at the end i'm here beach <laughs> what's up ed nuts uh, oh she's she did really oh you've been lurking the whole time look at her go um i know Lacey was here she's... earlier i didn't get a chance to, to comment and, and and say and welcome her for the day but then she had to leave because she had mother mama duties to get to tend to but I got, will, I'll got a this, couple of mom followers i'll get this edited up you guys and, and it'll be on the um on the uh on the youtube soon and we'll put some clips up on uh, on the instagram as well i need to also set up uh commands for both of those which i will do this coming week as well uh one last question dorothy going back to church after this podcast uh no i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) just because i don't i don't like the way churches operate if i feel any inclination to do anything more with uh the bible and christianity slash uh, religious things i'll do it on my own time and you know you don't gotta go to church to be a christian no it's I, mean, I think like, i'll do it on my own time uh, i think you would probably prefer it but i don't it's not a deal breaker yeah you know i'll I'll do it on my own time when uh and, and if i i so feel the the feel the calling for it and then i'll let 
God or the Holy Spirit speak to me that way instead of having somebody talk at me about it. If I ever become a pastor, you can come to my church. All right, sounds good. If I ever end up in Arizona, <laughs> I'll go to I'll go to well, church with with John for a Sunday. I, I felt the way you did, Ben, for quite a while because mm-hmm. I was actually getting ministered to after I, I became a saving faith through the radio. Yeah, <laughs> crazy story. <laughs> I was listening to David Jeremiah one day, and he always closed his message with, "Oh yeah, you know, make sure you don't use this radio sermon as a substitute for congregating." at your local church. He said that message, I don't know how many times I listened to him, all his sermons, but for whatever reason that day, I just went home and told my wife, I'm like, you know what? We really should go to a church. <laughs> and and so I, part I, of that is, I'm with you. is there is a passage in the Bible that, that says something, I'm going to butcher this because it's been so long, but it says something along the lines of like, you know, people should congregate to, you know. Yeah. So there is that, but you know, at this semi-salty point, <laughs> In my life, still left over from years ago, I will I will do it on my own time. But he'll he'll get you when the time is right. Yeah, he's good at that. Point he'll yep. he'll yoink me again, like he mm-hmm. yoinked me back when I was saved, and I'll be the lost sheep that comes back to the flock. I guess. I was driving past a church one time, and this was like right in my really critical time where I was starting to come back around, and I was like, Gideon's one of my favorites in the book, you know where. He's so proud and, you know, tries to run from God and blah, blah, blah. like, I can't do that. No way. And like, okay, well, if I can really do this, okay, let's put some do on this, you know, and then God does. And then he's like, okay, one more time, one more time. Let's, <laughs> let's, like, we got to do this one more time. Like if you're really, really real, you know, and uh, I, I call it my Gideon moment. I was driving past the church and I was like, you know, if you're real, I could really use a sign right now. And I swear to God, there was a big cross on the front of the church and that thing lit up. It was turning nighttime. It was nighttime. I'd still get chills talking about that thing just lit up. And I was like, okay, all right, then we're good. I I get it. (laughs) I, you guys, timing's always perfect. Yeah, it is. Uh, you guys, you'll get the Aussie accent when it happens. I'm not going to force it because if I force it, it'll be trash. Um, it's one of those deep things <laughs> in the back of my mind that got buried when we moved. The only time it comes out is when I'm extremely angry or extremely inebriated. So I don't know if you guys will ever see that on a stream. <laughs> I, I'm going to try to try to not get onto a podcast just sloshed out of my brain. That's when my Texas accent comes out when I'm yeah. extremely it's happened, angry. It happened a few times when I'm very angry or I've gotten very, very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right. That's okay. about an hour and a half, so that's a good one. Uh, John, thanks again for, for being willing to come on and, and share your knowledge uh, with us and, and engage with us on our podcast. Uh, we really appreciate thanks. it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, if we talked Absolutely. over you and tried to <laughs> – it wasn't on purpose <laughs> – no Both of us love to talk, which is why I'm on Twitch, because <laughs> I don't know how to shut up sometimes. <laughs> and and Alex is, is, I would say, the same way as well. So, But, yeah, we appreciate it, and we'll see you guys back here uh, next week on Sunday. I think we're going to try to do probably the same time, Alex, right? Yeah. Try, yep. try to do it the same time. That way nobody's up to the wee hours of the morning. Um, absolutely but yeah look for the video on uh youtube this coming week i'll try and have it out hopefully by the middle of the week and uh we'll get some instagram put clips put up as well um spread the word uh, some stuff that we talk about here i think everybody could 
could uh, benefit from. That's my narcissistic side talking. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Tell I don't your know friends. But uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your barber, tell your, I don't know, tell them all. Um, <laughs> you guys can also follow, I'll do some shout outs real fast. Follow at Wolverine Blades on um, Twitch. He streams on the occasion, actually been doing more so lately, which is super cool. And we're happy to see that. So that's his, uh, there's his handle. Follow him on Twitch, play some games. Doing some good stuff. I think right now he's going through, what are you doing? Horizon Zero Dawn? Yeah. Yeah, so right now he's And going. this starting this week, Ghost of Tsushima when it comes out oh, on Friday. Oh, true. Ghost of Tsushima when that comes out. So guys, if you want to see gameplay on that and listen to Pastor Gary's soothing voice, <laughs> go <laughs> pop over there, turn notifications on. Um, I'll plug mine again. You guys already know. Um, at Darth underscore Fader. Friday, Saturday, Sundays. And uh, Alex's social medias are on the end screen his instagram is alex what's your Gin- Insta- gingerbread 1389 instagram gingerbread 1389 um, and twitter is where i think i'm funny yeah so that would well. probably if you want entertainment purposes that would probably be the better one john you got any big al other socials you want people to follow you on no oh. big al all right and then he's, he's still I don't even... he said nah don't don't contact me <laughs> And Come to my stream ginger- where we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if again, if you want to fall here, I'll put in my. Uh... There you go. Alex is about to hit you up with his socials, and then we'll bounce out of here. Well, that's only because I don't use them. You know, it's like yeah, yeah I got them, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> I know. I tagged you in a couple of tweets, and I've yet to see anything. <laughs> Sorry, it's just starting starting to get into Discord now. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, where did it go? Oh, there it is. I don't even know my. Ginger. Okay, Boomer. Dude, I know I'm old, man. Google thought I Again. said, okay, Google. Stop listening to me, Google. <laughs> Why do you have okay, Go- Ben? I've taught you nothing. Jeez. I know. I can't Delete help but that. have an Android. It's like straight up just ingrained on the phone. Duck, duck, go. All right. Duck, duck, go. Get off of Google. All right, chat. <laughs> and everybody, YouTube, YouTube family out there, like, comment, subscribe. And uh, we'll see you guys next week, same place, same time. All right, y'all have a good one. Be good to each other. Be good, be safe, have a good week.